0: ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all of the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 23 million cards across all major eras and genres. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time and ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace to try and flip. To continue serving collectors as our hobby grows, ComC is actively hiring for a range of different roles. Learn more and apply online at comc.com/jobs. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I have a very timely conversation for you today and a very timely topic, and that is NASCAR trading cards. We just had the 2021 racing season kick off with Daytona. Panini has just released 2021 Donruss, and that means the racing collecting season is underway. And I can't think of two better guests to have on today than the hosts of NASCAR Radio. It is probably the only NASCAR-focused racing card-focused podcast that's out there, and Val and Jason are the two co-hosts, and we're going to be talking a little bit about racing cards today, so I hope you are ready for that conversation. Maybe it'll even expose you to a different type of cards that you've never really considered, but I know I have a lot of fun collecting NASCAR cards, but before we get into that conversation, I want to make sure you go check out Underdog Collectibles at www.udogcollect.com, They break new product every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night, and it looks like this week they've got a variety of different basketball, football, and baseball products that they will be opening. You can also jump into their Facebook community, which is a great community of people asking questions, celebrating their hits, and just having a lot of fun in the hobby. And you can also subscribe on YouTube. It's probably the best place to do to watch them. So buy your breaks at udogcollect.com. Go watch the break live on YouTube and have a lot of fun. And make sure when you go check them out that you tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right, let's get on with the interview. Val and Jason, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having us. No problem. I'm, I'm glad we get a chance to get together and talk a little bit about NASCAR and racing cards. And so uh, I was glad you two were able to join me for that. The reason that both of you are on, like I said before, is because you are the two guys behind NASCAR Radio, uh, the only NASCAR card dedicated podcast that I am aware of. So maybe we can start by just telling me a little bit about the origin of NASCAR Radio.
1: Well, NASCAR radio kind of came out of, you know, I was a baseball card collector and other sport card collector living in the South. I've known about racing and following some of that never really dove into the trading cards. But then in the mid 2000s, uh, we were getting the NASCAR Hall of Fame down uh, in Charlotte. So I thought it was made sense to follow NASCAR or maybe start collecting, and the legends would be coming here. And I like to get in-person autographs, so it made sense. And you know, I'm one of these guys about research and, and looking and trying to understand, you know, the cards and everything else. So trying to find information was really hard for me. And I'm, I was figuring, well, if I'm having trouble, other people would have trouble as well. So it started to become more of a documentation of opening packs or opening boxes and what's in it and and just kind of preserving that and putting it out on the website. And then uh, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And so years went by and ran into Jason. He's very similar to me and uh, I you know I want to do a podcast and I didn't really want to um, do a guest type thing. So cause it's really hard to find guests that specialize in NASCAR trading cars. Right. So it's like me and myself. So with Jason, it's, it's great. Cause he was like me, he was a baseball car guy, whatever. And he knows a lot about the hobby. So yeah, I thought it was a natural and, um, we've kind of taken it from there.
0: And so Jason, you jumped on with Val as part of the show. Um, but your background is not quite as deep in, in racing specific focuses, right?
2: uh it's definitely not you know I've been in the uh, you know know, trading card hobby or industry or whatever you want to call it since probably 89 or 90 but my NASCAR experience probably starts around 2000 2001 I'm sure like a lot of people do with the death of Dale senior and then that kind of influx of people finding stuff and I was the person that like I don't know a lot about racing cards, but the friends that I had would ask. So it was kind of, I was learning on the fly as well. And then, you know, doing everything that I've done from a hobby shop owner to buying and selling online to being just like Val and wanting to know, I want to know the information about the cards, why they're made, why they're made a certain way. And then, you know, plans from companies, you know, I like talking to people, you know, like you, like Val, like a Tracy Hackler, as opposed to somebody that opens 60 cases of a product and says, I hit the big money cards. You know, that's not my, that's not my forte. I want the information. And then I actually think, starting with Val, I think I had him as a guest on my Still City Scoop podcast when I was with Still City Collectibles. And I knew the name knew the NASCAR radio name, knew Val's name, and everything that was NASCAR always seemed like Val was involved. Val popped up as he knew the answer or he was going to try to find out the answer. Um, So when I had him as a guest, we kind of did strike up that friendship. uh, And then it was, you know, texts and emails of, hey, did you see this or that? And then we just, he came to me and said, hey, would you want to be the number two? Because I think he understood that yes, you know, Val's the expert and he knows, I don't want to say everything, but he knows a great deal about that specific aspect of the industry, but also me coming as a newcomer kind of would ask the questions that an outsider would want to know. Um, So I'm kind of learning on the fly and, you know, we're two years in and I'm still learning stuff to this day. We recorded last night and I, you know, said a couple of things that I just learned this week. So it's an interesting, uh, back and forth between us two.
0: Yeah. I think that's the dynamic that I like a lot is there are so few people who have that in-depth knowledge about NASCAR cards. And so a lot of the people who are coming to appreciate the sport and that you guys are starting to reach through the podcast are new. And so you bringing that, uh, newer racing collector, uh, viewpoint, like you said, is is right on, on point. And I think people benefit from that. So I, I just wanted to hit on that a little bit because again, NASCAR radio is probably the only racing specific trading card podcast that's out there. And so it, it's definitely worth a listen to if you want to learn the history and also keep tabs on on what is going on now in the the world of racing cards. The other reason I was hoping to get you guys on at this time is because we are kicking off the 2021 racing season with Daytona just happening last week at the time of this recording, as well as the launch of the first 2021 racing card product with 2021 Donruss. And so I wanted to get you guys on to both talk a little bit about Daytona and also 2021 Donruss. So maybe just starting with with Daytona. Val, do the results of Daytona give us an indication of some people that we might want to be watching in 2021 that maybe weren't on our radar before the race?
1: Well, it was uh, quite an interesting race, Daytona 500, with Michael McDowell winning. Uh, racing for a while since, uh, well, has cards since 2008, but uh, had that, I guess, you know, the, 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 long shot win and uh jason was talking about hopefully some people put some money down on on that but you know i guess with the hobby they like to go after maybe the young uh stars and stuff like that so michael eddow probably is not that but i did see a little bit of a bump on his cards uh from 08 and his autographs and stuff so but usually you know to win daytona you have to have a really good car usually comes from um you know one of those higher teams with Chase Elliott coming in second and stuff like that and him winning the championship. So you definitely see a push for Chase Elliott cards and, you know, people are going after some of the younger drivers in the lower levels because it's just not cup. It's the truck and the Xfinity series as well. And with Austin centric um, in the Xfinity series and, you know, he's going to be eventually going up to cup. So definitely performance on the track helps with the cards and, and um, with collecting too. Let's,
0: let's talk a little bit about 2021 Donruss that's been out a couple of weeks. Now I had one hobby box that I was able to open and had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I know you were talking uh, recently about how Donruss is that one product that is seems to be the consistent staple in the Panini Racing lineup, and and that's one of the things that I appreciate too about it. I've gotten every set since two thousand seventeen when it was released. Initial thoughts on twenty twenty one Donruss? Have you guys both had a chance to open any?
1: Uh, we both have. Yes, um, I love it. I I'm a set, uh, flagship set, I guess, builder. And so I, like you, have all the sets. And it's a fun rip and it's not, you know, real expensive. It takes a couple boxes or a little bit, you know, some of that old school trading to uh, complete a set. And uh, this year they threw some surprises with the fifth anniversary buybacks. That was, I don't know how they kept that secret, but that wasn't revealed until at the end.
0: Yeah. I, I actually pulled one of those buyback autos um, in my box. And so that was, was kind of cool to see. And it was a bonus auto. It doesn't count as the standard auto in your, in your box. So that was a a pretty cool, uh, nice little addition.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, at the price point with all the craziness going on with all the different sports, I almost don't like to talk about it because I'm afraid it's going to drive up, you know, prices, but at $80 a box for an auto to memorabilia and all those base cards of optic. I mean, there's just, it's kind of loaded with uh, parallels inserts and with that fifth anniversary, you know, for, for $80 uh, and even, you know, with the blasters and they've added some really super short prints. Uh, Usually downtown is, is the one, but they've added watercolors, blank slate and sketchworks as well. So even more goodies to chase. Jason, did you get a chance to open any?
2: I I certainly did no retail for me, but I did open a hobby box and I'm like you, I also got a buyback autograph and was telling a friend of mine that also is a racing collector and is in the nuts group that here's what I got. I got the buyback autograph as well. And like Val said, they kept that buyback a secret, but then on top of it being a secret, it was an additional hit, which you know nobody would have complained if it was their autograph from the box but with it being the additional it's it's that much better and you know what we talk about all the time with Don Russ like you mentioned is that consistency but like Val said for the price at a hundred dollars or less you know you're getting color you're getting the inserts the parallels the there's the optic and there's the optic prism or Optic Silvers, excuse me. Uh, there's the relics, autographs. I mean, it's it's crazy what you get in the box, and it's got everything for almost any type of collector, minus a heritage esque type of you know card stock. Uh, besides that, I mean, you, it doesn't matter what kind of collector you are. I think you would find something that you liked. And if I think if we were talking about this for another sport. You're looking at 150 a box versus, you know, 75 or 80.
0: Yeah. My favorite part about it is a deep checklist that, you know, shows both the driver and their cars. And it has, you know, some of the lower racing series drivers in there too. The race Kings design. It does have that retro design element, just not the cardstock element. Right. And, and right. I like that too. So the people that like those designs from the eighties is in there. Um, I was, a have been a big fan of using optic as an insert or a, a parallel, however you want to consider it versus a standalone product for racing. And so I love the fact that those optic cards are a part of the standard hobby packaging um, and, and retail packaging as well. The inserts last year, maybe it's been two years now, but once they started to do some of the action packed style inserts, and it, it was almost... Chronicles Racing before they actually came up with its own, their own Chronicles product, just from the inserts that were in Donruss. And that's kind
1: of continued through in this 2021 release as well. And Mike, you have a good point that they actually, you know, they had a great product and then he stepped it up. So the inserts, your base insert, uh, like last year, just had that shine on it with nothing, but now they have that design inside the foil for just the base. And now when you got a numbered. It was just um, shiny and, and no, uh, I think it was like a fireworks design on the base, which I thought, you know, just took the base inserts to another level without being numbered. And then the Optic, this is their third year, I think, 2019 was their first year with Optic. I love that set. I think that's a major sleeper. I talk about it on the show. Yeah, it's. I think it's it's all around fantastic product. I know uh, recently
0: you had a chance um, to talk with Tracy from Panini. Did he give an indication on what the next uh, racing product would be for 2021?
1: So we did have him on the show, the um, Hobby Hotline show. With talking with him, he basically confirmed that Chronicles is the next release. Uh, I was trying to get more information out of him, but he did say that they had a major announcement coming. Now he was kind of hinting, or I was asking about a few uh, subjects. One being that Jeff Gordon is not under contract Panini, has no cards other than that really rare Fox announcer set. And then also we talked about possibly, or, you know, how they were coming along with, trying to license downhart senior so he really didn't give any answers but he did say that the chronicles there's gonna be a major announcement so jason is that kind of what you got from that
2: yeah um definitely along those same lines you know i'm hoping that it's more of a content driven you know driver um addition as opposed to you know an, an additional product or Um, something in a product because, you know, looking at Panini and what they do for the other sports, you know, if it's an additional product, you're looking at anything from a hundred dollar box to, you know, a thousand dollar box. But I think with what NASCAR has right now, I think we're good on products. I think there's a kind of that little bit for everybody and there's variety and there's a variety of price points as well. Um, so for me, I'm definitely hoping it's it's a content related kind of a driver edition announcement.
0: Did you get a chance to ask him about the return of Panini Instant with their racing line? Because I know you <laughs> and I, Val, have talked about that over the last couple of years of how we would love for Panini to bring back Instant to the, their NASCAR lineup. Did you get a chance to talk with him about that?
1: I did ask him about that. He really didn't say he did reveal that they've got the MMA license and that they're going to be doing Panini instant for that. Uh, So I was kind of disappointed that, you know, they would do the MMA, but not do the NASCAR Uh, with tops doing the formula one on demand. I was hoping that Panini would get into that Panini instant space again for NASCAR, because when NASCAR, when Panini and NASCAR did the Panini Instant, uh, they started in 2016 and just did the end of the season, the playoffs, and then in 2017 they did the whole season. But you know the market has totally changed, and those print runs were low and super low. Oh, when you look at the print runs compared to the print runs now for Formula One and stuff like that, I mean, literally, if there was 125 cards, that was like crazy numbers and then lowest are in the fifties or in sixties. Yep. So uh, I've been trying to, uh, trying to finish some of those sets up and uh, it, it, cause I was basically wondering if it was a, if they didn't have the resources to put at it, if they were at that point where they needed some more resources and just didn't want to commit to that, that didn't seem to be the problem, but cause you know, when, A driver wins that first race. I mean, we're talking about a Michael McDowell. If they're doing Panini instant, a Michael McDowell Panini instant card for his first win Daytona 500. And you know how many would those sell. But uh, so I think it's, I'm hoping that if it's not this year, it's next year that they come out with that Panini instant.
0: Yeah, I was hoping they would too. I, you turned me on to that set a few years ago, and I was able to track down the complete 2016 set, but that 17 set has proven to be pretty elusive. I think there's still eight or 10 cards, maybe, that I need that just don't ever show up anywhere. And I've got my eBay searches, and nothing new ever comes up. It's the same person selling the same cards all the time. And I've tried on the nuts group and everybody's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, it's tough to track some of those down when there's only a 50 or 60 um, print run on those, you know, earlier we were just talking about how racing is one of the more affordable product lines, but we've started to see prices escalate along with the other sports. over the last several months, prior to these last few months, it was not uncommon to see. Retail blaster boxes from some of the past years for five bucks a box. You lots of 20 for a hundred dollars. You saw Don Russ, one of our favorite racing products. You could buy those boxes anywhere between $25 and $35 for a hobby box in the the time, you know, a year or two post-release. And that's is those days seem to be gone. It seems like we're up to those retail blasters being $20 now. Um hobby product, even those older hobby products have doubled in price. Any thoughts on where you you think we might be headed? Do you think it's a short term blip? I, I had one person um, say, yeah, that's what the the big online retailers are selling it for, but I'm not convinced that anybody's actually buying at those new prices. any any thoughts on on what we're seeing? Is that just a, a pricing issue or do you think there are collectors who are actually buying some of this older product at two to four times the price that it was only a few months ago.
1: You know, I'm good.
2: Well, I was going to say, you know, from my steel city collectibles experience, you would be shocked at the stuff that actually moves through, uh, you know, these distributors on a daily basis, because it would seem like, Oh, uh, you know, this product, as a normal collector, you think nobody ever buys that. But then you go to an online marketplace and actually see it happen in and in unfold in front of your eyes, you know, in person. And it's like, man, I can't believe, you know, this person bought X boxes of, what you know, whatever product I thought that would, you know, be a dust collector. And it's that thing of, it's, it's, it's eBay, you know, and you're seeing it. In person, And, you know, just because so-and-so thinks, you know, X-Files cards from Upper Deck don't sell, you know, somebody in California might be buying 20 boxes of that because they've been waiting for it for their whole life and, you know, trying to find somebody that has it for sale. And it's crazy. You know, the one example I have is when we started this podcast, I went back and bought a box of 17 Donruss Hobby, for, I think for 20 bucks. You know, and like you just brought it up, now it's a seventy dollars box, and I think people were buying because they have that fear of well, if it's seventy today, it might be ninety in May. You know, I think, I think stuff is going to go keep going up for a couple of years, and then, uh, then maybe it'll the bubble will pop. But I think people were buying because of that fear of missing out.
1: Also, I think the supply. There's not a lot, you know, Panini's not printing tons of racing. You know, they they fit in the window, their production window, and and they're printing it, and then they're done, and then it sits. And then if, you know, like with the 2018 Prism, it gets hot with Haley Deegan and and some other, uh, Bubba Wallace and some of these other drivers, uh, you know, it just skyrockets. I am amazed at the pricing, and, you know, to your point, you know, what it was a few years ago to last year and then now. But trying to find 2016 Prism, their first release, first Prism release, I can't find a hobby box. You used to be able to find blasters, but you can't even find blasters now. So the 2018 Prism, I'm seeing them, they were like 250 $250 for a hobby box, and nobody has any right now. um I just um somebody got must have got a case in and I ended up buying like five but they were less than a hundred dollars a box so I picked up a few then but you know stuff just dries up and you know you it, the prices are out there and you you can either buy it or not buy it and I think to what Jason was saying maybe somebody's wanting just to open it they've been wanting to open up that particular brand or whatever and nobody else has got it so Uh, again, if you've got to do is look at the other sports, let's go to basketball and everything looks like a bargain compared to that.
0: Now, do you think part of this is also us seeing more new racing collectors come into the, the hobby, or do you think it is kind of purely driven by demand from the existing racing community?
2: Um, I'm going to, I'll give my opinion first. I think it's a little bit of an accident. I think with the way that things are at Walmart's and targets to where you can't just walk in and buy a box you know on a random Wednesday afternoon on your lunch break anymore. like th- those days are gone at least for now. And I think that's why we're seeing an uptick in racing products, in wrestling products, in 1991 upper deck baseball. you know people just they want to do something, they want to open, they want to buy something. And when you can't get something current off the shelves and then you're going to order where you're going to put more time into ordering. So you're going to think about what you want to buy and it's not that spur of the moment. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of increases in these other sports and older products is you just don't have that luxury of a impulse buy anymore.
1: You know, I think also you have collectors collecting these other sports And with the addition of Michael Jordan coming into the hobby as a a car owner for Bubba Wallace team um, and Michael Jordan teaming up with Danny Hamlin, uh, I've seen a lot of people ask about Bubba Wallace um, and, again, Haley Deegan, Natalie Decker, some of the – and then the other younger drivers as well – Coming up, we had a great rookie class last year at the cup level. I think there's just new fans, or uh, hopefully, you know, they're finding the podcast, or you know, they're interested in this NASCAR, and then also a trading card collector. That you know, and NASCAR. I think it was talking about how they've had uh, some good numbers for viewership. It's just a combination of a, a few things, I think, that's helping the sport.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably is a combination of, of multiple factors that, that are driving what we've been seeing. Like you said, regardless, it, even though prices have come up, it's still one of the most affordable products to collect, whether it's sealed. The autographs are typically very reasonable. The, the, some of the coolest relic cards out there for any sport, and they're super affordable as well. The complete sets are often affordable if you just want to, to buy that set on the aftermarket. And so it's a, it's a great sport to collect. A great way to um, add to watching the, the live races is to have those, those cards of, the, your, of your favorite drivers as well. So um, definitely encourage everybody to check it out. Before we go, why don't you guys tell us where we can find you guys and where we can find the show?
1: You can find the NASCAR radio podcast on iTunes, Podbean. And then we have the, the blog as well at NASCARRadio.com. And also on the hobby hotline, sometimes do guests over there where you can ask questions. It's another great outlet for collectors where um, you know you have questions and you want to talk to somebody. You know, it's a uh, Saturdays at eleven on youtube where can we find you val me oh i'm always on twitter i'm sorry for (laughs) you yeah i'm always on twitter at NASCAR radio very cool how about you jason
2: um for me you pretty much anywhere it's jason dean martin um not as active as i probably should be uh you know we talked off off air two little kids that'll kind of cramp your style a little bit but Uh, you know, one thing that Val and I have talked about is we've done the show for almost two years and we probably don't promote it as much as we should. And, you know, put some stuff out there for people to see. And that's one thing for 21 that we're going to try to improve on and, you know, get some numbers up for us and get some additional listeners. So I would say be looking for us to, uh, do some heavy promotion this year. Hopefully.
0: Thanks again, guys, for coming on the show absolutely Mike thank you well hopefully that piqued your interest a little bit about the racing card segment of the hobby let me know what you think reach out to me on twitter at themikesummer send me an email waxpackhero at gmail.com I'd love to know what you thought I'd love to know if you've got any interest or any other questions about NASCAR racing cards let me know well, that is all I've got for you today so stay safe and I'll catch you next time